Hello everybody, it's me Ross and welcome back to another edition of the Kings of Anglia Fan Social. This week I'm joined by David, good old Matty Worrell and good old Thomas Seggins. I'm going to get right into the intro, I'm not going to ramble. I'm going to introduce David first. How are you my friend? It's always good to see you, but it's also great to have you on a pod. I'm, I'm all good, I smell of wood smoke, I'm a delicacy. Um, yeah, all good, enjoyed Tuesday night, efficient um, and it's sunny. What, 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 what more can you want? Yeah, spring is... weather. T-shirt. Yes. First t-shirt of the year. I am itching to wear proper clothes instead of bloody jumpers all the time. So great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sad where my hoodies are going to go into the you know the closet because um, I know they're they've been my friend for the last few months. Um, no, oh, no, yeah. no, 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 I, 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 no. Jumpers. Yeah. Get in the bin. No. I don't, know, I, don't know why, I don't know why I just called it a closet. Who was it a closet? I don't, I don't know where it's come from. <coughs> I always reach this time of year and I'm starting to really resent jumpers. I've been resenting them since middle of December this year. And I think it's because last summer I was wearing them, but I've got, I've got a wardrobe full of things which I want to wear. And I look at them and then I look outside and I just go, no, it'll be a jumper again. So yeah, yeah t-shirt, I am the first opportunity. If only I was sort of a Newcastle person, then I could be wandering around in t-shirts and shorts all year round, couldn't I? But um, I'm not. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> no, no, it's it. I do feel the cold when it comes. Um, anyway, let's bring in good old Matty Worrell. How are you, my friend? He's another man that is on a long list of people I owe things to because he gave me a nice lift home on Tuesday night. Thanks for that, Matt. How are you? Yeah, doing well. That was a nice little little ride out to, to your to your way, but um, no, doing all right. Enjoying a week off work, so um, did have some plans, but got cancelled because of um because of you know the state of the world but you know like like david i enjoyed tuesday and um yeah quite you know good to be back on the pod for first time in quite a while indeed my friend and um the final man joining us who hasn't been on the pod for a while but he is back good old thomas seggins he is wearing a nice jumper i can see how are you my friend i think it's a jumper looks like a jumper cardigan okay that's the word that's the other word (laughs) for those sort of things yeah quite cold in the house at the moment so just put it on something easy don't wear it out much but or more jumpers on the outside, but, uh, yes, but yeah, I'm all good. Um, do, you, do you resent jumpers in the uh, sort of in the spring approaches, or are you sanguine about uh, the whole jumper thing? I look forward to putting them on again in autumn, but yeah, I'm getting to the point now where it's time to start getting the shirts. I think, especially if you're in the football season, I like to actually put the jumpers away and we actually get to show the shirts again by the end of the season. Hopefully, we have to do it for playoffs as well this year. But yeah, I'm not not resenting that much, but I'm getting to the point now where yeah, I want to start just putting the Getting rid, of, getting rid of the extra layers. Yeah, it's these are the important things for us to talk about. It, it's uh, it's yeah. sartorial choices. Normally, like, under under the Paul Lambert era, this is probably a good section to have because we had nothing to talk about on the pitch because it was all rubbish. Um, but now, of course, we're <laughs> we're winning games, playing well, and all that stuff. And I'm I'm looking forward to seeing good old Seg's t-shirt collection in terms of all the Ipswich Town retro shirts. I can't wait to see them again in the flesh. Um, well, let's jump right in then to Tuesday night, uh, Lincoln City two nil, um, clean sheet. But then players dropping like flies. David, um, you didn't speak to me on game day because you had to rush off, but um. Expand, recap, overall thoughts on the result. I started out. I was in, I was really impressed with Lincoln to start with. I thought I thought they were amongst the better teams. You know, they passed the ball nicely, caused us a few problems in the first twenty minutes. But um, so I, I was impressed with them to, to start with. They didn't have a lot to offer in the second half. Um, <clears throat> it was efficient. It's it's why in my 
prediction I went for 2-0 rather than 3-0 because I think that's the the thing with um with Ipswich now is it's, it's, it's efficient isn't it? it it's McKenna's we got it done there we go and then you take you so then you control the game under the previous idiot then you'd have a um real high and then you'd just go through dross for a little bit and then you'd have another real high and everybody go oh yeah we, we beat somebody 4-1 and it's going to be amazing and then you go back to three or four games of nothing and it's just that consistency and being efficient i would have loved to have seen let's put them to the sword in the second half but i don't think that's mckenna's thing i think that it's it's about and they reorganized but i think i think it's about that efficiency getting the job done isn't it and not not taking those risks just easing the openings open backinson could have had one with that shot that just dipped wide um there was a decent save i think from their keeper so you know the, the chances were there to have built up more but no it was efficient um i think the most interesting thing really because it, it's sort of what you'd expect isn't it and that's what we're getting you're looking at a side that is chasing the playoffs and on form should be chasing the top two if we hadn't had an imbecile in charge for the first half of the season um against somebody in lower lower half of the table the interesting thing was the discussion afterwards about um noise and atmosphere um which i thought was the interesting that came out of it because yet again when the crowd goes up the atmosphere goes down and you see it often mk don's away was apparently one you know you take 40,000 away fans and nobody sings. Um, partly, I think that's because you've got um, fans who aren't there that often, which dilutes it. And I think also it's acoustics in the stadium, which we come on to later, I'm sure, because I was on the main pod. But the I think that another one is the complexity of modern chants. You, know, it's, it's, you think about Sears, you think about Walk, you think about Kiwomia chants over the years, the Boncho one. They're very simple. Section six was starting stuff off, and I was going, what's this? How many words? I don't understand. And I, that, that was one of the most interesting things that came out of the game, because it was just an efficient performance. Hugely impressive because it's efficient, but it was just, yep, yeah, job done. Move on. Yeah, definitely job done, but we won't move on because I've still got to get Matty and um, Seg's um, thoughts on the game. Um, my my chart just blue army, just just go with that. That's my go-to because it is just simple um, and it's just easy to say. Um, I, I, I wish we could have the days when you can actually tackle, then we can resurrect the John Walk one. Yeah, um, but Matty, good old Matty Worrell. Um, I was with you pre-match um, and then, of course, after match, and you gave me a nice lift home. Thank you very much. Um, overall thoughts on the result and I'm just going to quickly tell you now to mute your mic because I don't know if you know your mic is muted just in case okay go ahead my friend yeah knew I was muted always muted when I'm not talking um so yeah kind of echoing what David said really it was a really efficient performance um I think was it 50 60 seconds in Wes Burns put one over the bar and I think you could you know immediately see that there was something in the game for us um I think before the game, we we said we were looking to to see Caden Jackson's pace show. Um, Lincoln are a team that play in what you would call the, the right way. You know, they're trying to get the ball down. And I think games like that where where Jackson can find a bit of space in behind, he is always going to cause a bit of damage. He, he's one of those players where I think the less time he has to think, um, 
and the less touches he has on the ball, he, he actually seems to get better with that when he sort of plays on that instinct. And I think when you are asking him to play that um, that role of, of, of running behind defences and, and getting behind, you know, fullbacks and, and, and centre-backs, I think that the game was sort of tailor-made for him. And I think it once again goes to show that McKenna does have this um, bespoke plan for for each opponent that we come up against. Um, and it's really refreshing to see. Um, and on a similar line to David again, really, he's kind of said all the points much more eloquently than I could. But um, <laughs> no, much better. Um, it's kind of the football that I think we all wanted to see and all expected to see when we came down to League One, where we're now controlling games from, you know, minute one to minute 90. Um Previously, I think you would have seen eight minutes of injury time go up and you'd have gone, well, here comes prime Ipswich to somehow find a way to throw this away. But there's none of that frantic worry that you seem to get, you know, certainly under Paul Cook, I always never felt secure. And even going back to, you know, Paul Lambert, there's none of this worry. It's just assured and composed dominance, really. And I think that it's, you know, almost the first half perfectly encapsulated what we have become under under Kieran McKenna. Yeah, loving our clean sheets. Um, Segs, over to you, your, your thoughts on the game as a whole and um, pick out any other players you think had a great game. Sonny Aluko, of course, got the standing ovation when he got sobbed off, but overall thoughts? Yeah, um, echoing again. I thought it was a really controlling, dominant game from us, um, especially the first half. I thought we were brilliant. Um, fair play to Lincoln coming here and actually playing, unlike Cheltenham a couple weeks before us who Waste of time, parked the bus and played rubbishly, really. Um, all annoyed us, obviously. But, um, so fair play to Lingard for that. But yeah, in general, once we scored the first, we knew that was it, really. Um, we control games now, don't we? And we we'd never really concede. So to get that first was a good sign and to finish off the second before half time, you know, was was good. Um, going to the second half, I thought we could have scored more, you know, um, looked like we could, but I do feel like the injuries didn't help with that. Um, obviously, with the Fridge going down to start off with, and then Morsey. Um, I think if we'd, if they all kept fit, we'd probably sim one more at least. Um, I know Backinson had his shot, which David's mentioned, which was a unlucky not to go in. Really, it was a good save from the keeper. So, uh, from that, in that sense, you know, it's, I think the injuries kind of slowed down the game, unfortunately. Um, unfortunately for us, because we don't really know what's going to happen for Saturday in that sense. So yeah, um, in terms of people who also sh- sh- um, sh- shone for me, uh, I'd say Backinson had a good game again. Uh, like he did against Fleetwood when he came on. Um thought he did well. I mean he allows Morsey to get forward and it's and a bit of a partnership there, which is sort of starting to thrive. Um and Burns as well. We, we always mention every week, don't we? But what player he is for us, what a signing. Um and Aluko as well, one of the signings that we sort one of what why are we signing him for? But he's turned out to be one of our better signings and can't fault him really. Um interesting to see what he does for this weekend. Obviously we'll go into it later. Yeah, we shall. A lot of a big dilemma. Uh, David's got his hand up. Over to just to echo what Sags is saying there about Luca. I thought he was superb, and a big part of that is not is it, the way the ball sticks to him. You know, the way you can have two or three players on him, and he comes out of that with the ball still at his feet, and he knows when to release it. And it's early early on. I was frustrated with. Selena and I, and there are a number of times I get frustrated with Selena and I think that he's more suited to a Lincoln game where it's more open. When like Cheltenham, when they they line up 
banks in front of them. He tries to dribble into that, and you've just got so many players, and he tries to dribble around too many. He needs his big weakness. He's fantastic, but his big weakness is letting go of the ball at the right time. And he did it a couple of times early doors against Lincoln, and then he he assisted for the first one, but that was releasing the ball at the right time. So that, that frustrates me. On Matt's point about Jackson, Jackson's always had that ability, but we've tried to play the wrong thing. We've played a ball for him to run with and expected him to run with him at speed, whereas we're now playing a ball for him to run onto, you know, playing that ball in round the back, and he can then do that because he's not he's not a winger who can dribble with the ball, but he can do something when he gets in behind, running off the shoulder of the striker and then picking it up behind that back, behind the defence. And it is about matching up how you're playing to the skill set of the player, which is what McKenna's done so impressively with Jackson. Yeah, both got hands up here. Um, we'll do any other notes. Um, let's go quickly, you know, Matty, and then we'll end with Segs. You can end the Lincoln chat. <laughs> well, it's it's just a sort of final thought on Lincoln. Um, I'm a big fan of sort of like, uh, what do you call it, sort of like symbolic things in football, you know, scoring against your old club, having, having your bogey teams. And I think Lincoln's a team that we've almost been tethered to ever since they knocked us out of the FA Cup all those years ago. I think, you know, the decline of Ipswich Town has kind of, in a way, we've walked down that path a bit with Lincoln City. And I just wonder, you know, is are we maybe banishing an old sort of demon by by doing the double over them this season? Does that, you know, symbolise Ipswich Town in the corner? It's, you know, pure superstitious stuff, but football at times is a superstitious game. And I just wonder, you know, is that the start of something? Hopefully, um, but then we've got the injury curse now again. Uh, yeah, <laughs> all yeah, our true. players dropping like flies. But um, but yeah, uh, it's nice to beat a team that normally is our bogey side. Um, Six, over to you. I, I can't remember during the COVID season. I can't remember our results against it, but I know since fans have been there, we've beaten what three times in a row now. Um, with fans only, anyway, I'd like to say I can't remember last season. Everything is a big, big hole for me last season. I don't really remember much of it at all. I don't really know. Can't remember our results against them. But like, in terms of fans, we've now that's three in a row. I think. Because obviously we played at home before COVID. Yeah, then... I think we we lost to one 0 because Toto conceded a penalty. Um, oh, that was it. Yeah, yeah. that was away though, wasn't it? Yeah, away from home. But yeah, home, home. this is the first season we've beat him away from home. Then. Yeah. So, so, but yeah, what I was going to say was an honourable mention for Wolfen as well. Um, he looks a much better player than what he did the first half of the season. I think a, a proper defensive coach that's not Fanny Jeffers does done well for that as well. To be fair. But, you know, he's got so much confidence. Dirk Jackson, he just looks a completely different player, like a new signing. You know, we, we didn't sign many players in, this, in January, but perhaps we didn't need to because one of our own has just come into his own and really changed it at the back for us. Um, and the way he gets forward as well now. I mean, there was one chance where he actually put the ball in and he had, unfortunately cleared it. But, you know, there was a, a really good game from him and his run forward is a, a big difference for us as well. It gives us something different. Yeah, I think it's, I know it's a cliche of saying it, it, like a new signing, but you know a lot of people are a bit underwhelmed by the Drano transfer window. But Wolford and Jackson, you know, they're already exactly, in the building, yeah. and McKenna has brought them a new fresh life for them and, because yeah. And to be honest, I think we're going to see that with Burgess now that Fridge is potentially out. We'll I think it's a, a big part of it is trust. I think Jackson mentioned it, but and uh, we've mentioned the main part as well. But and um, if you go back to Daryl Murphy when um, Mick gave him the number nine shirt and went, you're my main man. 
you're the one who's going to score goals. And he and Murphy said, you know, it's the first time anybody had told him that. And he grew and he grew as a player and he, he could recognise himself. And I think that's the same sort of thing that Jackson's saying. And it's, also and you could say with Wolfen, you, you've trusted them. You said you're the person, you're going to do this. And so you fill that because you because people believe in you. And also it's partnerships as well, though, because Murphy had a really good partnership with Goldrick Network. Yeah. And look, look at the back three now. Weird Fridge, Wolford and Dineshian. Weird how rotation. And, and you take the rotation out, Thomas, and suddenly it all goes. Oh, right. yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I know. <laughs> not, not that we've been saying that for ever. <laughs> yeah, thankfully McKenna doesn't do that. Um, he, he does it when he, he does a little to. bit, yeah. yeah. It's not as bad as Lambert, though. Yeah. I don't yeah. mind it so much under Ken at the moment because he keeps the back five, six, seven, more or less. Stays. You need that spine. You can yeah, rotate around the edges. Exactly. You, can, you can bring different players, but you need, and I, and I think this is particularly important with your centre-halves, I think that the defence really need to know. So if you go forward, you fill in this gap. You know, in the way in which when um, one goes forward, then they all slide across, don't they, to fill in, fill in so Donassian goes across the right. When yeah. um, Wolfenden goes forward, then some tucks in. And I think that that's really, really important that you just understand intuitively where someone's running yeah. for the back. They all, and, they all know what they're doing and they're all in their positions, unlike Guillaume and Edwards at right wing back. Oh, <laughs> that just shivers. He was your um, boy, Rush. You can't be too, too mean to him. <laughs> uh, well, it was my boy for a little moment because I predicted he was, was going to be top goal scorer, and he did, well, we did do that for a while, and then yeah, he just did his normal thing. And uh, but, yeah, with, with McKenna, it's I feel like under under previous managers, it's just been rotation for the sake of rotation. It's been this isn't working, so I'm going to throw as much stuff at the wall to see what sticks. Whereas with McKenna, it feels like people have brought him with a purpose and with a game plan. And like David's saying, you know, the players clearly buy into what we're doing and, and clearly trust each other. You know, not just the, the defence, but also Wolfenden made a run forward in the second half against Lincoln and, and Backinson, who I thought had a had a decent game in, in, in midfield, he dropped in. So I feel like, again, it goes just goes back to us just having much more of a plan now than we have done probably for five years, maybe maybe longer. I love, I love the way as well how he... He watches the opposition and he can he's got a plan in place ready for Saturday or Tuesday. And if it doesn't work out, he changes it just like on Saturday against Fleetwood. Brought Backinson on. Quite a few people around me moaned because he's taken a striker off. But look, he went and scored two goals. So you can't moan at that at all. It's just this his in-game management is oh, it's something we haven't seen for a while, definitely. Cook had none, Lambert had none. So yeah, he has a plan B. So that is a fantastic thing. Kieran McKenna at the wheel and all that. Um, 4-3-2-1, that's the only way to play. As you can see, how well Chesterfield are doing with it. Yeah. Oh, dearie me. Uh, <laughs> enough about that that man. Um, well, let's talk. Until uh, such time as we're in the championship, until such time as we're in the championship, I'm going to continue banging on about the fact that we buggered up the first half of our season by not getting rid of the clown sooner. It annoys me as well, though, because he was... He's another manager who's got it on his CV, just like the managers we've had in the past. Like Cook, he had he had all the tools. It just doesn't what went wrong. <laughs> like he was he was probably the only manager at the time that I wanted and just, just went completely wrong for him, didn't it? And in hindsight, we should have got rid of him sooner. I, I, I think there's I just, two things. One is the intransigence where he's only got one system. And when the players weren't fitting the system, yeah. you know, you've got Danassian instead of a wing back and so on. One is that intransigence. There's only one way of playing. 
But the other one is the rampant negativity. And I've argued with my son about this. He thinks that um, a good way of motivating people is to tell them they're shit. Because then they're going to want to prove you wrong. If, somebody, if my boss comes and tells me I'm shit, I'm going to go, well, you're an asshole. I'm not working properly. I'll do the bare minimum. Basically, the way... Yeah. The, the way you the way you get people get more out of people is to believe in them this this nonsense victorian idea that you punish people and then they work harder you know no you you, you praise them you make them feel ten thousand feet tall and then they do more case Murphy, in, jackson and so on case in point though for that is Rotherham. Rotherham at home where he basically said after the game we were expecting it didn't expect anything different why <laughs> you still go out to win you don't start mm. to go and lose that may be top of the table but the squad that we've got should be able to at least fight to win that game. It's just it's stupid. But then I think also the coaching staff didn't help. And also the fact that we've got a decent second man now in Martin Pert, who you don't really hear about, but I think he, he makes a big difference. And he's probably, you know, he's another ear for McKenna to listen to and to help, you know, help make the decisions. So I think our setup is really, really good at the moment. I think the same thing with Hurst. You know, the Hurst. I mean, it wasn't just the um, league game, league cup match where he was at Exeter, where he laid into them. He did it at pre-season. It was against Braintree. He laid into them and said, "I thought you lot were supposed to be decent and all of this." And we go, "Well, you just walked in the door. What am I supposed to sort of like?" Sorry, you know, you just come from Shrewsbury. Thanks very much. Bye. Why am I putting the effort in? And I think that. He, he Hurst almost lost the players in pre-season when he was doing that. And, it, and yes, he's got his assistant manager wasn't a favourite and all of those sort of things. And he changed things around. He could have done more if he'd have people, had, players had really believed in him and bought into him. You know, McKenna hasn't got any track record and yet he's come in and people have bought into it. And or you can be assistant managers at Manchester United. You could be a coach or something. You can be whatever. Lampard has got uh, how, how many caps he's got, and look what he's doing at Everton. You know, your history doesn't count. It's what you do on the training ground, and do people trust you? Mourinho didn't play, and he's done great things. And that's the problem with Hurst or with Cook is the fact that I think that people just went, why would I do that? You know, I think that if we'd have got McKenna, we wouldn't have lost Downs in the summer, for instance. Mm. You know. Fair point. Man management is hugely, hugely important and hugely underrated. And Mick, for a long time, was a fantastic man manager. I mean, the football may have been dour. He may have lost the fans in the end. But those players loved playing for him. You know, and that, that I think, is a really underrated part of football management is the man management. I think think McKenna's doing it really well. Yeah, he is indeed. And you see a lot of um, players coming out. You know, in, in interviews saying that they're enjoying training. Connor Chaplin said that, I think, in the first week, saying he was enjoying training so much. And, of course, Paul Cook brought him in. Um, and, well, everyone's loving life under McKenna and Dub. Town fans are too. Um, well, let's segue into the next feature, of course. And it is talking about the, the images that were emerged online um, today, of course, of the big screen and the new dugout. I'm going to bring it up on the screen. I want to get your thoughts on it. Um, the dugout, of course, is very much a modernised dugout, Premier League standard. Then, of course, the big screen, which I think a lot of town fans and just general fans always like to see. Um, you see a lot of big screens and different things. Um, I'm going to quickly go over to you, Matty. Um, what's your thoughts on this? And also your fantasy sort of thing you would like at Portman Road? Yeah, I think 
it's kind of long overdue, really. I know we sort of saw some some work being done over Portland Road. I think it was either this summer or last, and a bit like Sex mentioned earlier, the last kind of 24 months feels like a bit of a blur, really. But um, I think the stadium or, or any football club stadium reflects where you're going as a club. And for too long, we've seen Portman Road decay, look tired, look old, at a time where the football club has decayed and looked tired and look old. And I just think it's, again, it's it's just sort of showing a bit of care and a bit of self-respect that um, that we are looking to make these, these, these changes to bring what is, you know, historically one of English football's great venues is, I think it's probably in the it's top 20, I think it's 25th, isn't it? Biggest stadium in the country, maybe slightly down now, but... Um, you know, it's it, it 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 has fallen apart even since when I was going when I was younger, and it's it's definitely nice to see a bit of a bit of care with with the scoreboard. You know, none of us are going to ever experience the dugouts, but it probably has a good psychological boost in the players not to be sat on folding chairs in 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 the stands. You know, um, like on a stadium um, tour. Yeah, true. Get get a photo <laughs> taken in in Kieran's chair. Um, and I saw as well, um, just before we recorded the pod, actually, that they're announcing a new PA, um, which was one of the things I was going to be putting on my wish list, but don't really need to anymore. Um, so that's quite nice. I think one thing that I would like to see, and it's really left field and probably really means very little to anybody else, but I'm not a big fan of the turnstiles we've got on Portman Road. They're a little bit rubbish, a bit slow. So maybe if they could be modernised, if you're listening, Mr Johnson. Mark Ashton, um, maybe be on my wish list. And that's such a minor thing, really, you know. But it's one of those things I'd quite like to see. Um, but yeah, it's definitely good that the stadium's getting a, getting a little bit of uh, TLC. I think that's a good point, to be fair, because you, know, you see a lot of grounds there. Some of them are really modern, but of course, they're still some are just old school. Um, what's your thoughts on that, David? So, would you like to see better turnstiles? What's your experience? Uh, turnstiles, I don't really give a toss about. I am. Um, I what I don't want is I don't want them to become automated ones. I like having a person behind them. Um, I don't, you know, Ellen Road's got one where you just scan something and it's it's horribly impersonal. Um, so I, I I want to keep some of the history of, of the ground there. And if you if you go to those, they, you know, the, the Ellen Road ones are those great big ones that go all the way up, and it's like sort of walking through some sort of um, gated thing into a, um, an exclusion zone or something. I, and I, I, I like the friendliness of ours, which are famously repainted relatively recently, um, in the in the in the glory days of Simon Clegg. Um, I just as well, David. Just as well, there's a few grounds we've been to this season. Wimbledon's one it happened again at Fleetwood. Um, Wimbledon, I couldn't scan the code. Took ages to scan. It holds people up, and it, yeah. uh, you know, eventually someone I think I still was there, and he was swearing. It's like it's been happening all night. Well, it's not good, is it? And then no, I mean, if, well, if, Kate, if, if you've Kate, got a person Kate, there, then it helps, doesn't it? Yeah, but and then Fleetwood as well. Katie was trying to scan hers, and she she had to go through a different gate for some reason. Yeah, uh, I, what's, I, the I, I think, what's, what's the point yeah. in these if they don't work? Yeah, so <laughs> I mean, I, turnstiles. Yeah, I, I like having a person. I, I like having that human thing interaction. I I don't I don't like self service checkouts either because you're putting people out of work. Um, I, I yeah, but um. Anyway, what's your wish list? What's your wish list? Sorry, I thought it was a nice little question. 
Doug, Doug Outs, I'm not particularly bothered about. Um, I think that it'll benefit in terms of, you know, showing a new player around because if you've got the, the, the Doug Out looks switch and you've got all this, then, you know, then in, no, nobody who's signed for us recently has mentioned the standard of um, the training facilities. And um, perhaps that we need to re reach that sort of point again where they, they go wow at the training facilities and the dugout, you know, sort of, yeah, I signed because they've got comfy seats. Um, similarly, the the big screen I feel is is important in the modern game. I'm not asked about it, except for the fact that it's an embarrassment that we, we haven't got one, and bloody Morecambe and Accrington have. You know that <laughs> that that for me is the thing is the fact that we haven't reached the dizzy heights of Accrington yet in terms of our facilities. Um, I think that the, they were talking about the, um, you know, the digital advertising hoardings. I think that's a big step forward because in terms of monetizing and revenue, that, that, that would be a big step forward to my mind. Things I want. Um, I want a very practical thing. First of all, I want to be able to buy a cup of coffee at the stadium in the length of time we've got at half time. Part of that would be having catering staff who aren't quite as slow and there's perhaps more of them at half time than you have another time. The other one would be the contactless, which I know this is a newfangled thing and contactless payments haven't been around for very long. But I go to other places and they've put it into the till and therefore it's in the machine. Not that you have to then go and type it into the machine like the one I have in, on mobile in my van. It is like, it's so half-assed and cheapskate. The, the, so yeah, let's have a proper digital payment system so I can have a coffee. That's a practical one, which I think is within their grasp. I think that most basic coffee shops can manage that. Um, Sex, um, your thoughts overall on the, the images and also your wish list? I think dugouts is a big improvement. It looks much more modern. Um, it's good. Shows intent to progress, get higher. Um, so yeah, that's a, a positive. I like the screen. As David stole my point about Fleetwood, Morecambe, Aquiton all having a screen and Portman Road getting behind and not actually having one. But um, it does bug me a little bit that we're losing the little small screen that we've got because that's just what I'm used to. And uh, I just, it's just you know. It's, just want me to. I like the like the old old school aspect of that, but in the same time, we do need to move the times, and we do need to sort of invest a little bit. And I think it's a shame we're losing that last bit of ter old terracing, you know. To, to See, I, that, I was going to say about that. I thought I thought we weren't allowed to actually take it out because I thought that was supposed to be the original there, and they were going to keep it forever, just as like a you know. I don't know that may, that may have been an idea, but I don't think it was set in. Unless, that's, unless maybe yeah unless it was just a, an old history thing that they wanted to keep it there just for sort of history yeah. and now that's now the new owners are here i guess that's gone out the window maybe but which Practicality, not yeah. yeah i mean it's got to go at some point i guess so and yes I mean, the portland road needs updating it needs it needs modernizing really um so to do that you've got to get a big screen and you've got to improve the pitch you've got modern dug, dugouts or everything that we've mentioned um want better food Food's not great there at the moment. Catering's a bit rubbish. Um, and I was funny enough, I was going to say the same with David, more or less. Um, so I want the fan zone to improve. If that means a better bar, then then yeah, build build a permanent bar there. That's somewhere you can go 
like, like times as well. It would be a big plus for the club, I think. Um, they've done a lot since mm, November time, I guess. They've introduced more bars and everything like that, and there's more food there. So they are improving it gradually, but I think there's a lot more they could do with that. Um, I mean, they've even got benches there now, I think, which was, wasn't there beginning of the season. So slowly improving, but there's a lot more they could do. The service of that bar has got a lot better this season. You don't, you don't, you can actually get more than one pint in the if you're there for yeah, an hour. I went um, the first or second game of the season, and the queue was right out the tent. But now they've got more bars in there. Now you can, there's more room to, more less queues, so you can get a drink easier. Yeah. So, and as like I said, there's more. There's cookies there now. I think, and there's milk. I don't know what else is there now. But it's all, it's all a big improvement that they could, that, that needs to be improved still, but it's it's going in the right direction. Yeah, that's all what we want, don't we, of football? Beer, food, and just good access to different things and just, yeah, big screens. Yeah, I mean, that's what we want. Lincoln, at Lincoln's ground, it wasn't it wasn't great fan zone, but it was better ours, better than ours at the time because you could get mm. a drink. Um, they didn't have much selection outside the ground, um, outside the in the outside bars, because I know David went to queue inside the, the main bar, didn't you? And it was, it was busy as hell, wasn't it? But there's was, there was drinks outside as well, and you could you could you, there was more than one bar, and it was like I said that that was better than ours at the time. I think ours is better now than it was at the beginning of the season. But it's a just gradual improvement of that as well, something that we need. Definitely massive improvements. Okay then, well that is that done. Um, we're now going to jump into some silly stuff. Um, of course, the strike. Um, bring it on, David, Matt, and Segs. Take it on. Who is going to win this week? Um, we have a who am I. Three clues, and also we've got five questions. Uh, the Who Am I is a current town player. Um, David, if you are trying to find paper, do not worry. You can shout out if you want to. Right. You. Got some. You got stuff. Of course, play at home. Um, if you are watching a video, you will see the options, the questions on your screen. Um, so the first clue, and this is for three points. I mean, if you do guess it, you go and try to guess it. You do get frozen out, um, and then you can't go for the second guess. That's just how the game will be played. Um, so second guess will be two points and the third guess will be... The Was this the current player, sorry? Yeah, current player. So the first clue, while David itches his eye. Are you okay, my friend? Yep. He's fine. Okay, we'll crack on. So the first clue is this. I started my career at a Premier League academy. Of course, it opens up to a, a few players, but if you want to guess, do a shot in the dark, you can, but if you get it wrong, you're frozen out. So I started my career at a Premier League Academy. So if you want to guess what you can, you get three points. But I don't know if... Mm, there's a couple. No. You want another clue? Yeah, they all want another clue. Okay. Second clue, and this is for two points. I have won international caps for my country. Two points. Let's look at this. Selena. Okay, I'll wait, I'll wait for any other people. Yeah, go on, I'll have, a, I'll, have a, I'll have a shot. Okay. I think Wesley Burns might have won caps for Wales. Okay. Segs, are you going to guess? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. David is correct. It is Selena. So David does get two points. Um, there we go. Uh, Wes Burns started at Bristol City, I think, or something like that. Um, so that's not a Premier League club. Uh, let me see, actually, where's Burns. Yeah, Bristol City and Wales under 21, so not senior. Um, so there we Did go. That is who am I? Yeah. Give him a call. And, yeah. The third, the third clue, if we did need it, was 
I'm currently on loan at Ipswich, so I'm sure you may have got that maybe just then. But yeah, David is currently winning then 2 0. The final question, uh, the final question, the first question um, is on Roger Osborne. Here, of course, he had his birthday this week. Um, of course, pretty much b- before our time, maybe David, you're just about, I don't think you like football then. Um, I, 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 I remember him because of the FA Cup final, but I wasn't. Yeah. I mean, I, I was seven at the time, so it wasn't my thing. By the time I started going, he, he was long on. Yes. Um, of course, yeah. Of course, he scored that famous goal. And now you've got three options. In what minute did he score Blue's FA Cup winning goal? Was it the 75th, 77th or 79th minute? I had, to, I had to Google this. I didn't know if Tom had I had to Google this one because, yeah, I don't think then That's the, annoying, Ross, because in my head, I thought something you know. in the 70s and it wasn't those. Okay. <laughs> so it's uh, 75, 77 or 79. No, I, I had a number in the 70s, which wasn't any of those either. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Okay. Everyone ready? Yeah. Go ahead. Let me know. 77. 77. Now, two of you are right, which of course is Sex and Matt because you know it's one to so it is 77. So it is two, one, one. I had 78 as well, David. Yeah. No, I know. So, so having thought it was 78, I just went, is it going to be that one or that one? And I went the wrong way. It's fine. It's fine. You're still in the lead, though, David. You've still got two points. Sex, Matty have got one. Okay, question two is on Mauricio Tarico. His birthday is today, Jesus. the 10th of um, March. Um, now, he joined town from which Argentine club? Three options, do not worry. Was it Argentinos Juniors? Probably said it completely wrong. River Plate or Banfield? Probably completely saying that wrong, Banfield. But, um, but yeah. Now, Banfield is Trevelli. Yeah, but... <laughs> Still, I still, you know, I never know. I could be, oh, could have tricked you out there, but I don't know. Could have played, you could have played there as well. So, who did um, Risho Tariko join town? You're not got the, you're not got the options. So, it's Argentina's juniors, River Plate, or Banfield. That's like, right, right like the, right there. Trying to go in order. <laughs> okay. Are you on ready? Yeah. Show me your answers. Very Bam, not Banfield. Banfield. Juniors. B. That's red plate. Okay. The answer is Argentina's juniors. So David is correct. It is now three one one. Now question three is on a current Pompey player who also played for town. That is Ryan Tunnicliffe. Remember him on loan from Man United. Um, now how many games did he play for the club during his loan spell? Now. Closest to the correct um, answer gets a point. But if you get it bang on, you get two points. A chance to jump into the lead. Or, actually, you know, you're just drawing with David. The season was 2013, I think, or 2012. Let me get it up quickly. Um, Let me quickly get up. He was here from 2013 to 2014 that season, but he got recalled he signed for Fulham so he was here for basically from August to January late January so there we go Ryan Tunnicliffe never liked him as a player no I didn't either <laughs> he's going to score now yeah I don't think he's starting that often I think he's saw it in and out 
for Pompey. So many people wanted us to sign him because he came from Manchester United and therefore he must be good. And just no. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, he didn't. didn't. I mean, in, in his career since, <laughs> he has demonstrated that. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He signed for Fulham and then didn't do much there and went out on loan and of course had a spell with uh, Millwall and then pumping all that jazz. Anyway, enough of Ryan. Time for clicks clear. How many games did he play for Town? I think he semi regular. I've gone 20, 24. 24? 18? Right. Went 10. 10? You are, you are completely wrong, Sex. Sorry to say. Uh, it's actually 29 games. Ooh. It's, it's crazy, don't know. It? Yeah, it's crazy. Pretty much played every game. So, 29 too uh, many, to be honest. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but uh, Matty has got a point. That is now 3 to 1. Um, the final question before we get a tiebreaker um, is on Connor Chaplin. Of course, he started his career at Pompey. How many goals did he score for them in 122 games? Of course, he helped them win promotion to League One because they won the League Two title, of course, under Paul Cook. thought we were in a switch podcast, Ross. Why are we getting questions about Pompey's goal scoring? Because <laughs> uh, we're, playing, we're playing Pompey this weekend. And Connor oh, Chaplin played for them. He's played for them, do I? <laughs> yeah, don't worry. How many goals? Once again, if you get it spot on, you get two points. If you get closest, you get one point. Hey, okay, take her away. Random guess. 27. 27. 19. 19. The correct answer, and someone is spot on. And that is David. It is 25 oh. goals. David has one. Overall, um, but the question is, David, are you going to gamble for the final question of the tiebreaker? Are you going to give it all away if someone gets it spot on? I have to get it spot on. Yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> because other, other, otherwise, otherwise, everybody's right, right here. Yeah, no. I, I, if this was money, then I would be going. No, I'm taking taking it. Um, taking it. Wrong. Thank you very much. But um, no, I, I've got I've got the glory. So we'll 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 now share it around. Okay then. Okay, the final question, the big tiebreaker, David's gamble is how many games has Town won against Pompey in forty-eight games? <laughs> now, if you get spot on, you win. If you don't get it spot on, like get closest, maybe you can share it with David. Forty-eight games. Sex is straight, isn't it? You confident? No. <laughs> Okay, just using basic math, really. <laughs> yeah, look at the evens yeah. 48 games. Yeah, probably. Yeah, no, let's, let's give ourselves more credit than that. Okay, 48 games against Pompey. All right, well, well, let, let David show us your answer first. 21. Okay, <laughs> sex over to you. 17. 17. 22. Oh. The correct answer, and David, you are you have won it overall. Still, um, your gamble did pay off. It is twenty. So you're close, David. You could have you could have, you could have doubled your winnings. Um, of course, there's there's no budget, as you know. It's uh, the strikers got no budget, so there's no winnings anyway. But you have won this week, David. Congratulations. Um, speech. Oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll take the take the glory and uh, I look forward to the day when the strike is not funded by Marcus Evans. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. One day, hopefully in the summer, um, 
listeners. We'll See, hopefully I, do a I, have a, I have a gin to celebrate. Yes, there we go. What, what else do you need? Um, but we're hoping to do a strike. That's what I'm planning to do in the summer. We're going to go to a pub somewhere and do a proper live strike um, with some stuff. So we'll get, we'll, let me sort out the sort of situation with that. We'll let you know. Um, yeah, there we go. To, you have to have a word with Manscaped and see, see if they can uh, sponsor, sponsor a strike in the pub. There you go. And that's the perfect way to remind me to um, shout out our sponsors at Manscaped. Uh, of course, use the code KOA to get 20% off and free delivery um, and your balls will thank you. Um, okay. Then. I don't know if we're allowed to name the pub we were at the other night. I'm sure they'd host it, wouldn't they? Yeah, Greyhound would. Although they, they sponsor our podcast, don't they? Yeah. They sponsor our podcast. Of course, other um, pubs, pubs are available on Itchwich, of course, but um, Greyhound yeah. is normally our... The Wolfpack's a good one. An Asian dog, though. Yeah. Asian dog. Um... Okay, enough of that, um, silliness. Let's get into this weekend. Um, Pompey come the town. Seven games unbeaten. Um, six of those are wins. Um, of course, we we smashed them in their place. Uh, that was a lovely night. What an evening that was. 4-0. Beautiful day. Um, Paul Cook's only good thing he did at the club. Um, but yeah, Pompey coming to town with Danny Cowley. Um, Wickham was quite good. Yeah, Wickham was good as well. Yeah, Wickham was good. Signing Burns. Uh, yeah, Burns was good. Well, that was that in Mark Ashton signing. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, um, Pompey come to town um, and we've got a bit of an injury crisis. Um, of course, we're recording this on Thursday night. Kieran McCain's press conference is tomorrow, Friday. So, of course, he'll bring out more news, hopefully, on the injury update on Sam Morsey, George Emerson, um, Luke Wolfen limped off, Wes Burns was limping, Dominic Thompson was limping, a lot of players were limping. Uh, but, David, let's talk about the team. Those players could be missing. What are you doing with the team? Um, well, one is obvious. So, uh, assuming that Edmondson's not playing, then Burgess comes in. That, that's that's an obvious one, and I and I don't have a problem with that. I think that Burgess coming in before and people you know, criticised before, but he's played in the back three at Accrington. I think he's a decent player. I, we, I was more excited by him than any of the other defenders we brought in when when he joined. Um, so I think he'd, he'd slot in nicely. He'd, he'd do that job okay. Um, my my problem comes, and I mean, I'm not going to even try and guess what we do up front. That's going to be completely random, isn't it? Not, well, not completely random. It's going to be some sort of stroke of whatever from McKenna. Um, midfield, I mean, if, if Morsi's not playing and... I'll come back and criticise the idiot again because we don't have an understudy for Morsi, um, which is terrible planning, basically. We've got a load of players to play alongside him, but nobody to play instead of him. If Morsi doesn't, isn't fit, then there's a problem, um, especially seeing as El Mazzuni is, according to um, was it Mark, said that he'd, he'd got an Achilles injury at the moment. Which leaves you, principally speaking, with the crab or dropping Selena deep or something like that. So, given the options, I'm going to drop Selena deep and play him alongside Backinson in that, in that situation. Um, and somebody else can go and warm a folding bucket seat in the um, dugout for the 90 minutes. Thank you very much. Um, I think that... Selena can do it quite nicely. He's got a nice range of passing. I think dropping deeper actually helps him because he, he isn't going to be running into, into clogged space. 
Um, Play Luca in front of him to open things up. So that, that's where I'm going with that. I think Thompson will be fine, personally. I think that, um, yeah, he's limping around, but Thompson tends to. He hasn't got the stamina at the moment, has he, to do an entire 90 minutes? And you've got Vincent Young who can do that. I think it'd be a surprise if we didn't have Vincent Young on the bench or Penny. Um, I don't know whether Penny's fully fit. We haven't seen him for a while. But um, Vincent Young on the bench would cover both flanks for me. I think Penny um, was on the bench at Fleetwood. Was he? I didn't, I didn't he know. Was, yeah. Um, but Burns, I think, will be fine because I mean, he dropped into the back three for a little while while he was recovering from whatever that was, and he was running free by the end of it. Um, so I think Burns will be fine. Um, somebody else mentioned that Wolfenden was hobbling at the end, but I, again, I, I, I suspect that he'll be fine. It's those running things, it, it's you know, it's it's impact, it's where you've, you've been clattered, and I think that's why. Burns was hobbling for a bit and then he came over it. What's good at the moment is that the injuries we're getting are in game one, some things like that. They're not just the sort of general wear and tear of oh, I'm out with a I'm out I'm out with an Emir Hughes for the next six six months. Um you know, and, and dropping like flies through because they um they walked funny into the um changing rooms or something. So something's right in the back room now to sort that out. We're not having those ridiculous injuries we used to have. And people are coming back from injury, it seems to me, quicker than they have done for a long time. So, you know, perhaps we'll be able to pick somebody like McGoldrick up in the future and do what Sheffield United did for him to another another team's player. Um, I don't expect to see that many changes. I think that it's niggles, it's those sort of things because it's a long, hard season. But I think that the two who went off are most likely to miss out. I don't think Edmondson would be an immense miss because I think Burgess is perfectly adequate to come in. Morsi would be a huge miss, and I really, really, really don't want to see Mr. Sideways on the pitch. Ever. Just to clarify care. that, that's Tom Carroll for the listeners, but um, just to clarify, that's David's uh, favourite player. My problem is... And I, and I get abused for it. Oh, sorry, sorry, I if if he learns how to pass forward and run with the ball a bit, no problem. Everything is sideways and backwards. That's my problem. I don't care whether you've got a lovely range of passing that's sideways. I want progressive passing and I want to go forward. I don't want Lambert ball. Carroll would fit under Lambert absolutely perfectly because everything is about retaining possession and going sideways. I want to drive forward. And sometimes you have to go backwards to go forward, but that's sometimes. If Carroll learns how to run with the ball a bit and then pass forward a bit, great. I'll I'll say I'm wrong, but I haven't seen anything to suggest that he's going to learn that yet. And I don't really care that he came through Tottenham's academy. People keep saying, oh, he came through Tottenham's academy. Right. And whatever. I don't care. That was a long time ago. So did I mean, Lee Martin came through Manchester United's academy and he was shit as well. <laughs> Um, indeed. Uh, Matt, um, what are you doing with the team um, and how concerned were you at full time when you were seeing all the players dropping like flies? Yeah, David going in front of me in the running order sort of uh, derailed me a bit because he just says everything that I want, but with, you know, <laughs> 10 times more authority. Well, and, Ross, and... pop this down on a notepad to put me at the bottom corner next time I'm on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. No, I'm... Uh... Going back to something David said with the Emmy Hughes injury, I'd like to throw Tom Amy's name in the ring for most random 
injuries, time spent on the sidelines, but that's, you know, by the by. But um, yeah, I think Selena dropping deep um, against against Pompey is, is probably what I would do as well, alongside Backinson. Um, I think something that potentially gives me a little bit of encouragement on the injury front is that Edmondson did give it a go. Um, it, you know, he did come back on the pitch, all right, he went back down, but it's not like he was immediately off and, and was clearly, you know, straight down the tunnel. Hopefully that means that it's, I mean, we've all seen the photo of his ankle at a right angle, but um, hopefully that means that it's uh, something that can can be done. But but equally, I I quite like Cam Burgess. I you know he's only played a very very bit part role, but I think in League One, much as we saw with James Wilson when he was uh, here, there is a place for big, kick it, edit, lump it out of play, centre halves, and Burgess fills that role for me. I think you know. We saw him at Wickham and that game was sort of tailor-made for him where he dealt with Wickham playing their rugby um, very, very well. Um, I, th- I think he'll do quite well. And and again, what Dave says, I think that there is that range of passing that Selena's offering that, that, that can work well from deep. We've seen it in, in both uh, Wes Burns' goal against uh, Lincoln, that, that beautiful through ball. And we saw him play almost exactly the same ball um, for Caden Jackson's goal up at uh, Fleetwood. So letting him sit deep might might be well. And, you know, if 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 Backinson can sort of do his best uh, his best impression of a, a holding midfield and keep keep things sensible, then yeah, I think be okay. Um, and we'll we'll just sort of see what happens. I think he'll go with um, Jackson up front again. I think I think you've got to play him while he is in some kind of form he's doing certainly more than any other striker at the club is is currently doing and hopefully that that can continue in you know Pompey are going to come and play football they have got a good defensive unit with 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 Raggett and uh, and the like doing at the back there I think they play in the back three as well now so maybe those two up front I'm not, I'm not sure um but I think you've got to keep Jackson in the team he's scoring goals and, and getting assists and, and that's all you can really do with your strikers, um, but hopefully those two injuries to, to Edmondson and particularly Morsey um, aren't as bad. We're, we're a completely different prospect with with Morsey in the side. So hopefully they'll come through it. But if not, I think we're maybe not in as dire straits as we as we thought stood in the stands um, on 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 Tuesday evening. Wes Burns particularly flew back and made a really crunching tackle towards the end of the game, so he's fine. Thompson said it himself in an interview today that he's not 100% yet. He's still working up to fitness. Um, I think Wolfie's a bit of a man of steel. He'll, he'll play through anything. So hopefully we're not we're not too, too thin on the ground. And I don't expect to be too thin on the ground either. Yeah, we shall wait and see. Um, over to you then, Segs. I'll give you the power. What are you going to do um, against uh, Pompey's side who are in form? I like to think that Morsey's not as bad as sort of being made out. I mean... Um... I like to think that um, he just went down because he was feeling it or something and he didn't want to play to 90 minutes knowing that there's a bigger game coming up on Saturday. I mean, the game was won. No need to risk something that's a little nig. If, you know, if, if for like the last 15 minutes, if you've got a really good game coming up Saturday that you, you need to be a fit for. So part of me hopes that's what just happened on Tuesday in terms of Morsey and he's fit again to go um, on Saturday. Um, and Edmondson, I agree with the other two here, I don't think is a, he's going to be a miss, but he's not a big miss. If you know what I mean, I think Cam Burgess will come in and do do relatively well. I mean, 
at the start of McKenna's reign here. And a lot of people were saying that Edmondson isn't quite suited to that left-sided part of the defence, those back three. Um, I think Sweet Welsh, Sweet Welsh Prince was one of them um, because he's he's just a bit weaker. He is not, you know, he's not left-footed. Whereas now we've got a left-footer there who can come in and give a bit more protection to that left wing back with his left foot over what Edmondson perhaps did provide. So, you know, something that's been called out for the start of McKenna's reign has now happened and we might see the benefits of that maybe with Cambo just coming in on Saturday. So, so I'm not too worried there. Um, I think Burns will be all right. And there was, there was a game where he came off. Was it the Burton game he came off? It was a bit of a niggle. And he played the Tuesday. I think it was the Burton game. I know he came off one home game and we all expect, oh, no, his Burns out. going to be out for a while. And then he started again on the Tuesday or the Saturday. I can't remember exactly. But I think Burns will be okay. I think Wolford will be okay. And like, Tom, like Matt said, Thompson's had a bit of a not 100% yet. So once he gets going, then... I'm sure he'll be fine. Uh, but if not, we've got KVY who can go there, or Penny, who I looked up David, he was on the bench Saturday. Um, so there's Penny there as well who can come in and do a job um, if needed. So we're not we're not thin on the ground. It's, it's just that Morsey, Morsey's role that's the biggest worry. I'd be tempted more to put a Luca there than Selena. Um, sort of adding a bit of a different dimension, but I don't mind either way. Um, I think they both do a decent job there. And if the other one plays, then they'll still do, the, still do their job up. In front of him so in that sense i don't really mind um again jackson i think has got to start i wouldn't mind maybe two up front if he can on on saturday maybe give with mccauley bond maybe or maybe he'll go pick it again um who i thought had a good game against fleetwood last week so um let's give him a chance you never know he might actually finally hit the back of the net this time which is he's been very unlucky recently hitting the post twice i think once he gets that first goal we might actually see more from him. Um, I know it's probably waking David up, but go away. No, he, he's, hit the post, <laughs> he's hit the post several times, and again, I'd love, I'd love um, him to do well. He's, I just don't see that that's going to happen personally. I mean, I wasn't at Fleetwood. I'll, I'll bow to everybody's judgment that he had a decent game. I, I just, I'm, I'm just not a fan. Um, I think the he's, style he's of not, play is. He's not as good as Keane, but he does like the touch as well and the linking up play quite decently in my opinion um which doesn't get noticed as much as because he's a striker but mm -hmm. i think at fleetwood i think he did it really well maybe there was a couple of times it looked a bit suspect but you know he's there was always going to be and he's not he's not he's not as good as what will Keane was at that and he's not as good as some strikers are at that but he he does do it well and i think it's, it's a bit like the carol thing I and mean, part of it is the type of player you like and the type of football you like and you know i i i those big, powerful, explosive strikers. I, I fell in love with Ipswich because of Dalian Atkinson. And, you know, if you look at Atkinson and then, then you look at um, Piggott, they, you, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're just not the same type of player. Not and yet. it's the same as, I mean, Atkinson, John Walk, Tommy Miller, and then you look at Carroll. And that, that's the thing is the type of football you want and the type of footballers you like, that contributes to your opinions when you watch someone play because somebody else who loves possession passing football is going to look at Carol and go oh, he's a he's a beautiful beautiful player I love having him in the side because he's so neat in those touches and that's both are completely valid it's just that I love somebody who runs and drives with the ball and then preferably then is prepared to flatten an opponent as well you know um because I, I I like a hairy ass center half I like a crunching tackle and I like an explosive forward who's got pace um, so that's part of my problem with Piggott is is the is the type of football I like. I'm, I'm with you on Carroll. To be fair, I don't I don't really rate him. It is sideways. It's a bit like Grant Ledger back when we had him, but 
perhaps even more of a lesser extent than Grant to us. Um, and he's it's, it's such a massive letdown compared to Morsey when Morsey can't start. Um, part of me hopes that Evans is more or less ready for Saturday because that would mm. be a big, big plus um, if he is. I mean, I, I don't quite, he didn't really say how long he was out for, did he? So, no, it was a couple of weeks, but was that a couple of weeks ago? So, yeah, yeah. so you know, if, if Evans can come in, that, that kind of adds something that we've perhaps lost with Morsey if he can't start. But Morsey's such a big loss, though. And it's oh. the fact that we haven't got someone like him to come in when we need to is just, it does make us look weak at times. But you can't rely on Morsey, as we've seen. I mean, a four game suspension and now a potential hamstring injury. Um, Hopefully not as bad as it could be, um, but we'll see. But I, think I, think all... he, I think he did walk down the tunnel under his own power on Tuesday night, isn't he? So yeah, I, but I say I like to hope. Part of, yeah. I've been thinking it all week. I just hope that it's just Portsmouth on Saturday. If the game was won, just you felt something. Just don't don't play on. What's the point? You know, there's, there's 50 minutes to go. You've got faith in our defence to get the clean sheet now under McKenna there's no reason why we would concede like, like we did under Cook so so part of me hopes it was just that I mean you never know but I think um, Fridge, is, Fridge looked the worst injury but like like Matt said I completely agree as well how he, he tried running it on uh, tried running on afterwards and just didn't quite work out for him but I mean apparently it swelled up which apparently is good so um, hopefully he's not out for too long Indeed, we, we shall out and see. As we said, that we're recording this on Thursday. The press conference is on Friday, so this could have been all a waste of time. We may have known, but um, still, in, hope you still enjoyed that chat. It's always good to chat about that. Oh, no, Football no, supporters no. speculating about future teams being a waste of time, really? <laughs> no, definitely, definitely not. Um, well, let's get our thoughts, our predictions. Um, I'm sure it's going to have a big crowd. No, Pompey, I think sold two thousand something away, away fans. So it should be a good. Atmosphere, David. What do you reckon? Then can we do the double over Pompey? Can we make yes. this a big six point? Yeah. Okay. What's we'll um, I mean, a, a lot of a lot of Portsmouth's victories. They've had a big run of, of home games recently, haven't they? Um, and I don't see any reason why we can't. We're at home, um, and so on. So, I, I've been toying with this as I've been um, burning half of Stone Market this afternoon. Um, Toying between 2 0 and 2 1. Um, 2 1 seems to be a more pragmatic sort of thing on the basis of the fact that they're reasonably in form and they're rivals and they're in that sort of ballpark thing. But I've never been one for pragmatism. That was one of the greatest insults anybody's ever thrown at me when they said that they thought I was being more pragmatic. It's like, nah, get in the bin. Thank you very much. I'm an idealist. I'm an optimist. So we're going to go 2 0. I was going to go 3-0 just because that's my standard thing, but then yeah. I I also want to climb that league table of predictions and um being wildly optimistic doesn't do me any good at all. So uh I'm gonna go 2-0. Go I think you've got um, a late sort of storm up the league table, just like Segs, because he got he Yeah, got I, I'm points. sitting in sitting in a comfortable mid-table position. I've got I've got the playoffs in sight, but it's um it's, it's all it's all those three nils are predicted under the under the idiot you see. Yeah. I had stand you in, mate. So I've said no. I had two two nils in a row, so I was going to go two nil again. <laughs> Is that what you're going to go? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's worked. It's worked. It's worked the past two games, so why not? There we go. Um, I'll, I'll go straight to you though, Segs. Overall thoughts on the game. What what are you expecting? What are you thinking? I think to be honest, I think we could win this because 
it's not like Cheltenham coming here. They're going to want to come here and win. Um, so the game's going to be open in that sense. So I, with how controlling we are, with or without Morsey, I do think we could we could win this. Um, I've said 2-0. I mean, it's it's probably more likely a 1-0 to honest, but it's the, the way that the game is set out to be. I think we, we you know, it's, there's no reason why we can't win it. If we keep a clean sheet like we have been doing, just keep composed at the back um, and just hope for the rest up front. Um, but I, I, yeah, I just can't see us losing it really or drawing. I just, just it's at home. We have to win the games at home. If we want to yeah. get into the top six, we have to keep winning games at home and just do what we can away from home. That's the only way we can do it now and just hope that teams around us fall away. We can only keep doing what we're doing at the moment. It's, so I just can't see us, can't see us chucking it away at home anyway. It's like I say, Portsmouth want to come play. They want to come play and win because they're, they're doing the same as us. So it'd be an open game. Indeed. And of course, McKenna, he's, he's low on Portman Road at the moment. He's unbeaten at Portman Road. He'll hopefully continue that. Um, good old Matty, what's your predictions? How are you feeling this one? Um, I'm also going to go for a win, but I'm going to go for a 1 0. Um, Portsmouth are good defensively. Um, I think if we can keep, uh, is it George Hurst? I know, he, I know he's Hurst. He's George, um, George Hurst. He's five in three games. He, if we can keep him quiet, I think they're also without um, harness, isn't it? From from watching your meet the opposition earlier. Um, yeah, he's a good player. Um, but without him, so we can limit their goal threat, which we are are quite quite good at. I think we might be able to nick one. They're not. They don't give many away, but um, I think we. We should have enough light. Like Seg says, that they have to come here and play. It's not, you know, not even a case of principles like like Lincoln wanting to play in the right way. They have to get a result, same as we do. Everyone sort of in that sort of, I don't know, maybe seventh to tenth range really has to get results now. So they are going to have to come out. They are going to have to, um, to, to get at us, and hopefully that lets us do what we did against Lincoln and and, and to some extent against Fleetwood and get in behind and. and I'm gonna, I'm gonna back yeah, back a one 0 win. Uh, we said it was scored many, but they they let in four at home to us. They did, but that was uh, a fair few months ago now. That was yeah, a different prospect then. And their first um, goal was a fluke, to be fair. Yeah, for so, still, but yeah, absolutely. Um, they're they're a bit of a different prospect than the team we did see then, which I think is a, a good point to bring up, to be fair. Um, but I think yeah, well I think we'll get in behind a bit of pace, um, and uh, yeah, one 0 one nil, and we'll we'll then see how the game. Indeed. I've gone 3-2. Don't know why. Just for like, I want to see goals. Um, I know that means we're going to concede two goals, but um, yeah, why not? Thriller. Um, Dave, I saw your hand up. We are going to go around the room. Any no, other no, business? No, no, no. I, I, I was um, celebrating Shuang Jen putting me 1-0 up against Newcastle. <laughs> okay. Football manager chat. Um, but Dave, any other business before we wrap up? No. Shuang Jen. Storming player from the Chinese League. Cost me 10 million. Bargain. Baller, absolute baller. Uh, Matty, any other business? Uh, no, nothing from me. Um, but hopefully we'll get that win on, on Saturday. Hopefully. And then Segs, over to you. Uh, nothing from me, I think. Say, just hope for the three points. There we go. Easy for me then. Happy days. Uh, now let's get into this outro um, shambles. Um, as always, um, follow our sponsors at Manscape. Um, use code Cowway and get 20% off and free delivery. Um, of course, follow us on all of our socials at Kings of Ang on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and all that jazz. Of course, follow David, Matt, and Segs on their Twitters as well, if you fancy. Um, we'll be back next week for many more pods. Of course, look out for game day and in Stu Reacts, all the stuff on our websites, um, and enjoy the game if you're going. 
bring it on. Pompey, let's go. Let's go into there. Yeah. <laughs> from true crime to football, Brexit to football. More great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.